Welcome to WRL Broadcast. I am Hate Mail. With me today, we have Ogre, and we also have special guest Nova, who's been playing this game for a little while. Have you been playing? Were you in the beta, Nova? Yes, I started on the second season, and I've been uh, playing like four weeks earlier than the formal launch. Okay, cool. So you definitely have some experience. If you don't mind, uh, just give us a little bit of background, where you're from, and um, what got you in. Are you a Magic player? kind of all that oh cool yeah I currently I live in Canada and um, like at the first time I uh, reached the content of magic it was like 10 years ago and it's a very cool world and now suddenly this game came up and I just uh, very into it and um, in this game now uh, I reached I think the highest rank which is rank 9 and it's uh like top 200 wow. on the left. Yeah. I didn't even realize there was a rank nine, so that's that's how uh, out of tune. I've been playing a little bit more since the last <laughs> last episode. <laughs> Finally hit rank four, so <laughs> I've been really enjoying it. I was going for um a high rank in a other game we play, and it's been consuming a lot of time, but it seems out of reach now to take number one. So I'm gonna devote more time to this game. But uh, the reason we asked you to come on, Nova, was we saw you had a post kind of talking about the current meta and some of the strategies around that. So if you wouldn't mind just kind of describing what you're seeing in the current meta and um, kind of talk through a little bit of your Reddit post on what your strategies are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I kind of witnessed the derive of the meta in, in high rank. Last season, there are kind of very diversified but uh, due to some later updates like the distance between towers and all the stuff uh, seems in the high rank now it's just chip down meta and people just uh, defense and use those three mana cards to chip down opponent's tower and that's a very prominent um, a kind of a prevail strategy now but in lower ranks uh, I think snowballing um, push with a huge wave is also something viable. Now, Ogre, where are you seeing that same strategy where in the rank you're playing now, or is it still the snowball strategy? Oh, no, absolutely. Uh, you, you see the chip-down strategy starting probably around rank 5, I want to say. What rank are you, Ogre? Uh, I'm 6. I'm about to be 7. I'm like 40 points away from 7 right now. Okay. So you're moving along, too. Now, what is, um, Nova, what would you say the, the your strategy to counter the, the chip-down strategy, and what are, you, what are you doing to specifically when you're playing these different matches? I see a lot of, um, a lot of different, uh, everybody seems to be facing the Soren teams. That seems to be, I keep seeing complaints about that. Is that something that you're Exactly. Okay. Yes, because uh, if you uh, refer to the polls, we have those three mana uh, chip down two kits, but in, within them the binding mage, which <laughs> he can not only attack buildings but also can 
help you to 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 realize multiple goals like just clear the a battlefield and uh, the DPS is so high you couldn't ignore it so I, I think I have him as like the most overpowered or second most overpowered card in the game currently true very true and at the same time which planeswalker protect him most normally will win the match so you can see Soren is the obvious one because uh, his uh, summon effect could uh, let the mage uh, uh, kind of survive from three mana against spells like the shock or uh, Ratchet Bomb. Yeah, I think that's the main reason for Soren decks. It's very popular and high, very high win rate. Now, how I've been playing at my lower level ranks, and this will kind of school me and probably anybody else who's coming into the game that aren't in the higher ranks, is generally I just drop a, a larger creature, then drop a bunch of little guys behind them, and then kind of react based on that. Based on what you're you're saying in this post and what I'm seeing some other people you know, recommend whenever they play is you know, to kind of be the person you, you spend the least amount of mana, let them spend more mana to defend against that, and then you let your mana build up and then summon troops to kind of counter that, to always be the person using the least amount of mana to counter whatever they're doing until you can make a push. Is that what you would recommend people to do? Or how would you recommend just the average player to kind of step up their yeah. game? Yeah, in the, in the uh, starting stage, like in the lower ranks, you definitely sh uh, could do that because I see... I. I I personally have a Smurf, and I try that, and it's uh, because you started at eight mana, right? And mm -hmm. you see lots of people that they just starting to drop units on the very front line, and that's a very uh, kind of dedicated to offense, and you can easily like use a three mana drop to to stop their offense, and then combine with other units, have a huge wave to overwhelm them. So I, I would say drop the high mana like tank at the very back lines, still viable at starting phase. And don't forget to use your planeswalkers because sometimes I see people just <laughs> the whole fight and nobody use planeswalkers, just units. Yeah. We're now, used to other games like this where you don't have access to a planeswalker, so. <laughs> true, yes, yes. And I think uh, Clash Royal players definitely gonna have some sense of how this this type of game how to how to win, right? Which Ogre used to play. I've never played Clash Royale. I never, just never tried it. So, mm -hmm. what's your uh, favorite deck that you currently use? I see on the post you had Tezzeret. Is that how you pronounce his name? Exactly. Yes. Yeah, that was Tezzeret. I'm I'm using him for a while. Since at the beginning of the season, I tried different various uh, decks, but uh, just <laughs> up and down, rendering around ranked seven and eight. But this one, I think, I come up with a solution to all the like the uh, spiritual processions, the souls, and you know all the ninjas. Those those three mana units who want to chip down your tower, it's a better way to counter 
and also we have tools to do the same thing to the opponent. Now, can you describe a little bit about what the Ninja of the Deep Hours deck is and how all that works? Oh, yes, for sure. Ninja, <laughs> he is the very highest DPS unit in the game. And when, and he has a shroud. Uh, if yes, I, shroud. Yeah, so he won't expose to any target until he starts to attack. So uh, you basically hard to react to him. And when he show up, it's just a few seconds and you see the tower have gone half of the life, half of the health. It's uh, just crazy. But people could use, say, Chandra, the summon effect, and also the ability to kill him for free. It's very low um, health bar there. But what we want to do is use him to attack together with Tethera, and because you can drop him on the face of the tower. And you may create just two or three seconds for him. That's enough. Wow. Yep. And also, I realized the one mana Scott, we summoned three little uh, artifacts. Pedro Scouts. Yeah. Oh, that thing has even higher DPS, but it's the, the health is very low, and you can easily be uh, evaporated <laughs> by any yeah. AOE effects. But, but the single hit is like 240, I think, but there are three of them, and the the attack speed is not too low, so if you can create room for them, that's also very good. What would, uh, getting slightly off this topic, um, and Ogre, feel free to chime in as well. What, mm -hmm. if you're a new player like myself, and you're focusing on just a couple different um, cards and heroes, is there any particular just out-of-the-gate ones that you would say... And if you just want to kind of go through just a variety of the colors, because since there's only five, just one or two cards you would recommend focusing on and building up. If you're only going to play one color, red. Chandra. Done. She is, <laughs> like, she's so versatile. It may not seem like it. It may seem like she's a very linear strategy, but she's very versatile because of her own effects. But on top of that, the red card effects in general are just versatile because of the direct damage potential that they have, which allows you to do uh, to react to the uh, the opposite lane pushes that you get from Blinding Mage, Ninja the Deep Hours, or Goblin Artillery, or whatever. Like, it allows you to react to those a lot easier. And would you agree with that, Nova? Yes, yes. Chandra is very... You can see, I think in the top 100 players, you can see... We're getting a lot of children. <laughs> you can see Chandra's there. It, it's, it's very good, and it's easier to build, right? It's just red, and you can uh, achieve the cards from team and the personal rewards. And now, is there particular cards that uh, this might be kind of putting you on the spot? And we want to have a full episode about this at some point, but um, just <laughs> any particular couple of cards that you could think of off the top of your head that you would say that are early and easy to obtain that you would say 
um, you know, ask for in the team and kind of target. Haunted Guardian. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He's kind of the very base fundamental of the deck. And what? That's a that's a black card. Correct? It's the artifact. It's the artifact guy. No, the the common. Oh, the, the common. Okay. Colorless. Yeah, yeah the, the three mana footman. Yeah, this the the knight looking one. Oh yeah, I have him in my deck. Right. So. Yeah, it, pretty much everybody has him in their deck. So. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Any other it's ones? Just two, two really good. Three mana. Him, Hedron Scouts, and the Scarabs are not Scarabs. What are the Clockwork Beetles? Like and Ratchet Bomb. Those are like your core, and the reason that the game gives you the artifacts in the first place is to kind of shore up, you know, different things that your deck may need. Right. So you you can't really go wrong by requesting artifacts. I think. True. Yeah. Especially the starting phase, if you can have level two or three, that's good enough. And maybe after you get sense of which color you want to dedicated to, or maybe two colors because you get free uh, free uh, half-blood, uh, I mean, Duel. those guilds, yeah, mm-hmm. you can have that double-colored planeswalkers to use, so you can have a better sense of for asking cards and donate cards, right? Gotcha. Now, I noticed in the shop, and this is kind of just a sidetrack question, but I noticed in the shop there was a new planeswalker. That was you could purchase with gems only. It looked like. Um, I'm trying to remember what it's mm-hmm. called. It's a white green one, right? Yeah, I yeah. actually, Alex. I actually broke and bought them because I just didn't know how long these, how rare these characters are, if they become available in different spots. Is that the case? Is that a, is that a character that's been around for a while? Or is that a new one? No, it's a totally new one. I think it launched with the. Um, the new season with the, the, the one award rewarded by the seasonal pass. Uh, okay, yeah, it's called Calyx. Yeah. Uh-huh. Him and Obnixilis are only been available for this season, from what right. I could understand. Do you know anything about him, or is he somebody people should pick up, or you don't really know yet? Green I... is generally viewed as the weakest color. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that. But this season, yeah. I, I have to agree. Oh, although... Uh, the white is generally viewed as the strongest color, so I mean there may be some play for him. Yeah. Uh, so he also has the ability that when he enters, he exiles a unit that has the highest HP. Which, uh-huh. you know, yes. Depending on you might need that. So I mean, it has a, he has a good effect, and he has arguably the strongest color, but he also has arguably the weakest color. So it really depends on how you build it. I think. I think he could definitely at some point see play. Well, not to mention, you don't know if uh, green will eventually get buffed because it's been, you know, they always do these nerfs and buffs type of things, so. Right. Very true. Yeah, I saw a top tier, I mean, on the leaderboard, a player is brewing those uh, white-green deck and using the giant growth combined maybe with the entangler or uh, blinding mage. I think, imagine it, the blinding mage is like two, 240 health. The giant growth can give him like 800 or something. It's a 1000 HP mobile 
guardian on the road. It's hard to kill. Gotcha. Then, uh-huh. uh, he definitely seemed interesting, so I just thought, well, why not? He wasn't that expensive, so. And I hadn't really broken, spent a little bit of money on this game yet, so I figured, ah, why not start? So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything else you guys can think of that we might want to talk about while we have Nova on, Ogre? Um, since we're focused more on the newer player side, uh, at 600 and 700 trophies, you get a two-color Planeswalker. Mm-hmm. What do you suggest, what are your suggestions as to the ones that are easy to understand and will help new players advance? Um, I would say Soren and Tazerat. You can't pick Soren from those two picks, though, unfortunately. Oh, I can't? Oh, my God. No, you have to, <laughs> you have, you have, you have to pay 30,000 gold to get Soren. Oh, sorry. I, okay. <laughs> my pick was uh, Dory. Is that the name? Dormry? Dormry, yes. Yeah. Dormry and Tezra. Last and... season, Dormry was something. I, I used him reached 3,000 rank. 3,000 rank point. Mm-hmm. But uh, this season, it's nerfed like from 4 mana worse to 2 mana. <laughs> Now, when you're saying that, you're referring to your post where you value a Planeswalker between four and five mana. I think so. I, I think that's a that's what I saw the value of Planeswalkers in the game. Yeah. And especially Tezzerod has very very high HP. It's I think it's twenty two hundred at level one or something. Yeah. No, it's it's decent amount, and you can have, you know, more time to react, to decide when to use the ability, and drop the little artifacts anywhere you want. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Now, yeah. do you have um? Do you play the event at all, or do you just oh. kind of skip that? Is it worth playing? I like I like the event so much, <laughs> especially the one. Uh, I think they call it draft. Yeah. Make, hopefully we can have that next week. So we'll do that. You you for every match you choose a card and you give opponent the other. So you have two kind of two uh, options. You can have maybe a better card, give them a, a a better card, but also you could choose to have a weaker one, but give them. The worst one. <laughs> so yeah, that that was fun. And one t- once I think in the game I have uh, three or four, you know, those seven eight mana monsters. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice. Because opponent choose gave me those ones that I couldn't use at once. So that's a strategy. And and especially you have to do that process. Every match, it's say right. It's like three losses and nine wins for now. So you have a uh, yeah multiple chance to to practice that. I I love it so much. But for the sealed event like this week, they remove the restriction of color. I'm not a big fan of that actually, yeah. because it's a it doesn't like a sealed from a magic aspect, right? 
it's 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 like you just pick the strongest planeswalkers you you got and and you just pick the very best cards. Not like oh, I have to build a deck. How do I choose between white and green, or I can have a two color one? So I think that would be a better experience. Now I'll ask you another question for somebody who decides they want to purchase something in the shop what would you recommend purchasing what would you consider good value in there you mean the card shop or the real the actual shop in the game where you're going to spend real money the actual um i have to confess i'm a total free to player free to play player so now i haven't spent a little but um i definitely would suggest to pay for the the battle pass okay and also i think they have some beginner one dollar ish uh packs yeah that that's definitely helpful yeah and, but that, actually normally mm-hmm. i'm bad about being oil in games um but <laughs> i'm trying to curb that because it's an insane amount of money for not what yeah and it seems like you can have more fun not going that down that road so i'm trying not to do that this time so i've only purchased the dollar ones but it seemed like they're really good value for they are they bucks. are yeah and you can see this at a 200 percent discount or something and i think that that's real it's not just a <laughs> just i want you to buy it it's really that amount of value there and um because of I love this game. I think I will purchase some in the future just because I want the company to have some profits to maintain the develop and That's how it starts. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I kind of worry about their yeah. profitability because you 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 know LOL just launched their new card games, right? And this this market is very competitive now. Yeah, and it really is. And I hardly, I don't see any marketing event from this Netmarble Well, game. Magic the Gathering has such a big brand that they may not yes. need to do a lot. Y- yes. And also, one more thing I want to talk about is the target of this game. Yeah, because you see on the Magic, uh, the, the community, somebody just... You know, they just laugh at this game and said, "How could, how could whether the coach just uh, <laughs> cheating for money, and you don't care about real magic experience?" But I don't think so. I yeah, I don't see I, that at all. I mean, I I mean, I was never a hardcore magic player. I when I was in my many many years ago, when I was in my teens, I played a ton of magic and loved it, and you know, I just kind of stepped away from it as I got older, but this game, it feels, I mean, it's not magic because you're not, you know, you're not playing cards, but it's still, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess you kind of technically are, but it has, I mean, it feels like magic. They did a really good job of getting the theme. Exactly. Exactly. And I also really appreciate their animations and the delicate models. Do you know you, you can rotate those, Planeswalkers when you're on the screen, when, when you have them. No. It, it, it's not a pure, you know, um, huh. a little it's not a 2D animation. Model. It's a real 3D model there. Wow, I didn't realize that I'm doing it right now. <laughs> 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 Never realized you could do that. That's cool. 
it's yeah, pretty that's, awesome. That's so cool. And yeah, I, think I have to I have to agree with you guys. Like they really hit the nail on the head with the animations and like the feel. Like it honestly feels like you're a planeswalker going into a duel against another planeswalker and fighting it out. Like, which is what magic is supposed to be. Like this, yes. is, it feels it feels like it. Like it's great. Yes, it's it's like when I was child, I I always imagined it's like in Yuki, right? You you, you summon the monster and they they bite each other. They, they just fight. You can saw it and visualize. And now it's kind of something. And and although I know Arena did a really good job with those rare animation, right? But this one, I think it's a, a, a different experience. I, I love it. Yeah, that's, that's very cool. Well, I uh, unless you guys have something else up, we think we'll go ahead and wrap this up. We do really appreciate you being on Nova, and uh, thank you for having me. And your in-game name is Nova as well, so if people come across you, <laughs> yeah, hopefully <laughs> they won't spamming uh, emojis. That's yeah. <laughs> one thing I hate most. <laughs> I, you know, I haven't I haven't seen a lot of that. I know in her no, what I play, no. people are like really it's not. It. It's definitely not, not Clash Royale because people <laughs> spam in Clash. There's actually a thing called bad manners in class. Mm-hmm, it's weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, BMs everywhere. <laughs> but but uh, I think one of the things that actually helps in the in the uh, mana strike is that I think there's a cooldown on oh, how the matches are so they're... quick. I don't know how you have time to. I barely have time to say hello with an emoji. Exactly. So. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. Yeah, so. mm-hmm. I think it's a little harder. In Hearthstone, you're waiting on the other person to play a card, and they have so long, so people are just spamming them. But cool. in this, you got to move. So how about, say, Ogre, do you have something very cool, maybe something we don't know, like some from the game you want to share? Like, I've been using Chandra, the last few days, I decided to focus on my red cards and, mm-hmm. and build up my Chandra. And then uh, I made it to the point where I got the free skin with the Magic Pass. And I took the, the Chibi Chandra because that's cool. I like her animation because she skips along. It's hilarious. Yes. <laughs> she even have that uh, regulator or something, right? It's a Yeah, she has the regulator. New card in, in the last, uh, I think, 2020 or something. That's lovely. Yeah, that other outfit's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, one last thing I want to share is I just realized um, for Tedra, he, he have a ability to summon one mana cost uh, artifact. Dude, it, it, it costs one mana. Yeah, it costs wow. one mana. Mm-hmm. So summon his basically familiar. Yes. It's, it's really cool, is, though. It's an air unit. Well, it's an AOE ground effect. Uh huh. But but the thing is, on this, it's a flyer. That's that. Yeah, that something surprised me. Hmm. I I realized it because, you know, they have that six mana huge, flying. Uh, oh, the and, demon, and the Aether Scroll Ancient. Yes, the ancient. Yeah. That thing when they fly over. The artifact it becomes uh, transparent as well. I just realized, oh, that's why my haunted guardian just walked through 
without noticing it. It's a it's a flyer. <laughs> That's something <laughs> I think it's very cool. Yeah, that I've I've faced some giant black creature that always seems to give me trouble whenever I'm facing them. I always have the hardest time against black decks so far. Those are the only ones. In the early game, in yeah. the early game, uh, Liliana plus like any of the large larger units like the Hadron Scouts and you know um, the Clockwork Beetles and stuff like that, anything like that, and you'll see Liliana's ability pop up, and then you'll mm-hmm. see the Reaver Demon. Reaver Demon gets summoned right on top of that, so it kills all of them, but then they all revive because of Liliana's ability, and then the Reaver Demon pops up with like a plus eight, and then it's really hard to beat. That's the entire point. Uh, when you get actually, you know, better at the game, like, I have no problem destroying that. Yeah. Like, it's just I, it's just timing. Like, you get better at seeing, oh, okay, this is what they're doing, and then you play around it. Well, so. what I've been doing to cheese, and I, I don't, I'm sure I can't get away with this later, is just dropping spectral procession over and over on top of their end tower, and then they eventually. That get is to it. actually. <laughs> so, to expand a little bit on what we were saying earlier about you know the the play style for the the game right now is that you were talking about getting ahead in mana, but what do you do with that when you're ahead on the mana finally? Uh, you drop either spectral procession, blinding mage, ninja of the deep hours. Uh, goblin artillery or a Geralt's messenger in the opposite mm-hmm. lane. Mm-hmm. You drop it in the opposite lane. So those are the cards that are going to get you the win because you're working down both towers. And I don't know how many games I've won at this point where it's two to one. Like I've lost count on how many games that are just, it's two to one because that's how the game just plays right now. Yeah. That's how yeah, I, yeah. And you win because of, not the lane you fight on. It's because of the other one. You keep sending those to chip down, right? <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, that's. And that's if when... you can get a if you can get ahead on mana more, you win, and that's generally true in Magic in general. So it makes sense. Actually, we should probably explain to the viewers for those that are unaware what chip down even means. Oh, I don't know. So... Their... <laughs> yeah, yeah. You go first. I'm not. Okay. <laughs> Chip down would be like if I place my Chandra and have her Firebird clip their tower as she enters, yep. and it clips their tower and it does a little bit of damage. Uh, if I throw a Ratchet Bomb to kill off opponents' creatures and I chip their tower as well, like they do damage to the tower just repeatedly, but you you don't notice how because it's a little bit amount of damage, but it does add up. So. Mm-hmm. Like two hundred per time, but we have yeah. a, the total if you, house is five thousand. Yeah, but if you're mm-hmm. doing it throughout the whole match, you're going to be ahead several thousand by the end of it. So, and that's what it's referring to, really, is chip down. Okay. Yeah, we we didn't mention that earlier, so anybody who wasn't familiar with the term, I thought we might. Uh, yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we are. We'll go ahead and wrap it there, and. Once again, we appreciate you coming on, Nova. And if uh, anybody has any additional questions, we will see that in the post on the Reddit board when we link this. As well, we will have... um, We're planning to... I know a few of you mentioned to me in the comments. We're going to do a separate feed for Magic Mana Strike so we don't bombard our other listeners. Um, The YouTube, we're not going to split off because that 
it just doesn't make sense to do it that way. But on the audio only channel, we're experimenting with some other feeds so that we don't have to pay for two of them. But it looks like we might be able to do that. So hopefully by the time you're listening to this, it will have its own feed. So if you listen to it on our DC Legends um, WRL broadcast stream, we will have a separate one and you'll see that in the show notes. So hopefully we'll be able to do that. If not, we will continue to post it to the other feed in the meantime, but we are actively working on that. All right, guys. Well, appreciate you coming on and everyone take care. Awesome. Thank you.